Here we go. Wow. <laughs> Silence. There we go. Um, this is episode 30 of the Barry Bullock Hour. It is the Christmas party edition, and we've got the full complement, the full lineup. We've got the big dog. How are you, big dog? I am well. I've been on hiatus for a couple of episodes. I do also have a... Siring a, a child. sad yeah. confession. Oh, okay. I actually haven't heard the last podcast. Oh! <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> to be fair, neither of so, most of our listeners, so, so that's fine. I, I, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Well, I mean, that's just what we want for the podcast, a bit of a calm, a bit of chaos. Um, so to set the scene, this is the Christmas party uh, episode. Um, I ordered the um, Purvis Beer Christmas Advent Calendar, it was very which good is a beer. box of uh, 24 beers in the Advent Calendar style. And the idea is that you're supposed to drink one every day. I thought it would be better, a la one of the early episodes, Big Dog, when you bought in the mixed box. Do you remember the mixed oh, yes, box I episode? Do. I do. I thought we'd take it up a notch with the uh, Purvis Advent Calendar mixed box. Mm. Um, so there's 24 beers in the box. They are currently in the fridge right now, chilling. Mm. Um, and to, to, to preserve the mystery, even for myself, I've not looked in my fridge for the last two days. I even put the beers uh, in the fridge without looking. And then every time I've gone to the fridge to make, say... Nice plate of bacon and eggs for breakfast or a cup of tea. I've been very basically fumbling around like a blind person um, that doesn't know what they're doing. So, so Kieran's so. discovered how difficult it is to pick up small objects with very your difficult. eyes yeah. covered and not able to. Um, but I haven't seen any of the beers, yep. so very excited. So what we're going to do now is we're going to um, draft them in the cabinet style. Um, so it's a brief history, the, 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 the story of cabinet... Um, is I had some friends of mine in Christchurch who, who lived in a, in a flat together, a share house, and they had a random cabinet in their kitchen that when they would drink a box of beer and they had a couple of leftovers, they would put the beers in the, in the, bo- in the cabinet and they sort of ended up with this random cabinet full of assorted beers. And then when the earthquake happened, the big Christchurch earthquake, of course, all, obviously all of the uh, cabinets in their kitchen opened and all the plates and glasses all fell out and smashed everywhere, as was the carnage and violence of the earthquake. But fortuitously, a uh, chair fell onto the beer cabinet and preserved all the beers, wedged it closed. Amazing. Um, and so the story goes that that night the boys drank all of the beers in the cabinet. And I after, believe that. After what was a fairly torrid day uh, in, in Christchurch history. And thus a new tradition was born. Um, whereby everyone brings beers to a party, drafts them off, and then drinks them and talks about them, which is exactly the sort of thing we like doing here on this podcast. <laughs> um, so we are now going to go and draft the beers, and uh, what we've got now is a little little draft highlight package, because it's probably going to take a little while, um, and then we'll kick off the episode proper with our selection of delicious Christmassy beers. <laughs> So I think what we do is let's, 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 let's get all the beers out. Let's get all the beers out. Put the them on the table. The worst and the best. So, of the best. so I haven't seen any of these. I'm so excited. Like, we we go. Go. Yeah, let's get them all out on the table. This is what's exciting about the box. Cool. You're going to get some really weird oh, stuff. Holy shit! Are you Mr. ready Banks? for this? Are you ready for this? Because I already know what Kieran's tip. What Kieran's drafting first? Okay. Number one pick. I've already called it. You're calling the number one pick. It's hey! Belching Fever. <laughs> you are right. That is good. Oh, Sorry, Eric. So I'm first. You oh, are. We all know what you're picking, Kieran. You're right. Let's not, let's not mess I'm around. Picking, we all know I'm picking the uh, Belchin oh. Beaver. Sorry, Eric. I'll give you a little taste if you like. I will take... 
Wow. <laughs> this one. No, I think I'm going to go with the dessert. The zombie, the zombie cake. cake. Yeah, yes. that's really well played. played. It's really well good. played. Someone's got a sweet tooth. Um, that's quite exciting. Mm. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll try the Festivus. Nice. I'll go the Festivus. Play. Yep. The Festivus for the rest of us. Maybe. It's you again, uh, guys. You're a it's, double pick. Snake and grass. It's, it's getting turkier, I'll say. It's what? And, it's getting turkier. Uh, what does it's getting turkier? Getting trickier. Trickier, trickier oh. as, the, as the selections come down. Is it because turkey is tricky to cook? Um, well, no, it's my turn, Dick Big Dog. Oh, is it? Yeah. Freedom and nachos. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Can we do a mid-podcast trade deal? Oh, <laughs> love that. Oh. Love that from you, Big Dog. Oh, we should definitely. That's 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 an option. I that's mean, I don't option. know how you're gonna integrate, integrate. No, if you drink, Int- you I, start trying to be like, oh, boy, I fuck, I fucked all of those words up. <laughs> I went to say instigate and then integrate, and I ended up with instigate. Yeah, which sounds like some sort of internet-connected cheese grater. Down to the last two picks in the draft. Big Dog sizing up a Moon Dog, David Boysenbowie, Boysenberry Sour, and a German beer, which I haven't so had a good look at. If, you, if yeah. you're interested, Big Dog, that tastes quite like if you mixed like a big fruity red mm-hmm. with a with like a like a little gently sour beer. I can gently see. I can see they've superimposed yeah. grapes over David Bowie's like face on the yeah, can. Now this German one. Well, the Calabria will be kind of weighty and like. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Great draft. Yeah. I, I went a bit boring. I apologise. Two of my picks were kind of like I just want to pick delicious beers, which within a within a within a um, we should take photos, should we not? Should we oh, not my strategy take was a photo to go of go your on. selection. My strategy was to go varied. So I don't think yeah, I got no, any. No, you've done well. I wanted I've a good well. mix. Yeah. Eric, your beers look great there. Can I can I get a photo with my beers? Uh, yes, you can get a photo with your beers. And then let's we fucking drink it. Well, I wonder whether I can do. God, I love cabinet. It's fun. Do you want your face in it or just the beers? Uh, what would you prefer? Close up on the beers, beers, please. You want face as well. Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, mistletoe and beer. So we're back. We've drafted some delicious beers. You and Nessa, we... It was exciting. And uh, we're ready to open. What are we cracking first, gentlemen? Uh, Kieran, what have you got there? Well, first pick of the draft for me was... uh, This is arguably one of my favourite beers, and I was so excited to see it. And I got the first pick in the draft, so you you boldly predicted I'd go straight for it, and I did. It's the uh, Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Milk Stout... Um, from San Diego, it is just this is just this is just candy in a glass, as you would say, Eric. <laughs> nice. And um, I love this beer; it's delicious. Um, it can be quite hard to get, depending on the time exactly of year. Right. Time of year they send it, uh, export it over here. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to crack that right now. Here we go. Oh, I'm getting so straight we, into it. We um, talked about trades, and I have a what? trade here. Ooh, I will offer you dark, all dude. of my beers for <laughs> that one. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Right. Eric. You, Eric. 
so good. I, I just, feel like Kieran's probably going to say no, but I just I love the boldness <laughs> of only, that. Play. Only because that's a stupid trait. <laughs> <laughs> I will get Eric. Fine. You can have a taste because I, I know that it's a beautiful. That. Would anyone else like a taste yeah, of that? I, I, I will taste. I don't want to steal it all from you. That's a perfect amount. We can all sip out of that one because I know how much you like that one, Kieran. I do like it. That's perfect. I'm getting straight. Big Dog's saying no because Big Dog before he gets into his cabinet selection. Oh, that's he's right. gonna need. He's gonna need to drink, not one of Australia's best beers. He's gonna, he's gonna need to drink something that's had his name on it for a couple of months now. After losing <laughs> the first of the David oh, Mitchell yes. challenges, Big Dog, there's a Reshes in the cupboard with your oh, name yes. on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The Reshes is coming. It's awesome. coming for you. The Reshes are coming. Coming and coming, the rashes are coming, coming for you. Well, that was an improvised little uh, moment, wow. wasn't it? That's a, what's that? That's the lemon song. Nice of you to have put it in the fridge as well. <laughs> the deal was room temperature expired. <laughs> Look, you've you got should to... have been better at picking esoteric sporting content. Big dog, big don't. Right. You're not going to pour it into the glass. I you? look for for health and safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm fair. Not drink, I'm not drinking. It's got some bottle. weird shit around yeah, there. I ain't drinking straight out of the bottle. Yeah, here we go. You're, All right, you're gonna re- you're gonna release the hideous aroma. Yes. Out <laughs> into the world, amazing. Okay. Um, well, let me, let me I, give it a smell. Oh, I remember that. I'm so happy that's not me right now. No, so <laughs> you've had a smell. I've noticed you haven't had a taste. There, no, I'm dog. waiting till Coxie gets his well, beer first. I, <laughs> I, um, I drafted. I went a bit safe in the draft. I drafted a beer that I fucking love already. I've had this. I've had, I've had this. I think twice before. I've drafted the Garage Project Block Party 19. Um, Great beer. Which is special because it is um, made using hops from only a single block mm. of hop growing country in Nelson. Hence the name block. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's just a classic, just a classic pale ale. Give it a crack. Um, so we'll give this a bit of a crack. And it has beautiful. the most glorious, um, sort of beautiful colored cubic cubic kind of Can. artwork on it I was in the uh, I was in the Nelson area a couple of months ago and uh, getting amongst the hop fields and uh, obviously the hops are all dormant at the moment but I was just excited by the prospect of being in hop country because <laughs> I love hops and uh, very exciting this too. is the opposite of when I opened up my rushes last time on the podcast yeah. this no, is yeah, the this diametric is an tasty treat Eric look, the Cox what that are you uh, what are you going to so you got your draft cans there what are you yeah, gonna? What are you gonna leave with? What are you gonna open with? So I'm I'm working through a little bit of fuzz today after a party last night. So not my hair of the dog. Yeah, exactly right. Not my first drafted beer, but the one that I thought would be the best intro. Hair of the dog. Yeah, take the edge off this morning. It's the uh, it's the geezer pleaser from South Australia, an extra special Britter uh, Br- Br- uh, Britter uh, uh, from the uh, bit, British bit, style. Bit. <laughs> bitter, extra special bitter in the British style. A big Union Jack on the front there. Not that it's a personal endorsement of any political recent occurrences. Oh, oh boy. but politics alert. There it is. Oh, and half the can is sprayed. I got a little splash of that. I got a little extra. I'm impressed that you're following up your work Christmas party uh, last night with the Barry Borkow Christmas party today. Well done, Cox. (laughs) Merry Christmas to you all. That is that is beautifully done. Yeah. So the guys are all happy, yeah. We're all happy. happy. We're excited to be dog to have a go on the rushes. Oh, I wish I'd taken a photo. Oh, that that is. 
That face. It so it'll that happen face. again about 15 or 16 times. Every time he drinks it, it's going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it doesn't get better either, Big Dog. It just... It just sort of stays at the same level of shit. <laughs> all the way down, all the way down. Surely it gets slightly worse because it will get warmer. It's like my cat Malcolm has peed in a glass. <laughs> Speaking of VB, Eric, and I, I know yes, that we, uh, we are a, a, allegedly a beer theme, but oh, you're wearing a hat. That wasn't actually what I was going to refer to. That was not a sneaky segue because you're wearing it backwards like a cool guy. No, I saw a guy yesterday at the President's Cup, which is the uh, the golfing thing. USA versus the world. What a great attitude to have. I love it. Um, yeah. I saw a guy in a full like in a full sort of like shirt and shorts combo that was a USA the, fan or v, VB. Bottles. Oh, really? The pattern, oh, of, the, pattern so of the fabric was VB bottles, and he had the short and the shirts made out of the same fabric. Oh, so he was like definitely it. an international. See Sami. See Sami. Oh, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he just wasn't definitely an international because Eric would wear that. Well, that is true. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly. the sort of goonsack behaviour you'd expect from an Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or a patriot. I did, I did hear on the news that one of the caddies got in trouble for a bit of push and shove. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've been hearing the so crowds, who's especially... the guy? They call him the excavator here <laughs> at the moment because going into the President's Cup, last week he played a tournament and he moved the sand when he was in... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear about that. He cleared, cleared his line. Now, he's an American guy. I forget his name. Reed? Reed, yeah. yeah. Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, his brother... This is what I heard on the news. Is his caddy, no. and his caddy brother got sick of the sledging yesterday, and took to a bit of push and shove with someone, <laughs> and the police were called. So yeah, right. Yeah. So who yeah, says who golf, knew golf is not just for the you know gentlemen's behaviour? Well, I saw, I was working there all week, and especially the last couple of days, there are a lot of people. During the day, very drunk. So it is. So it's it a is, strange thing to go and get drunk at, but people were getting. They, they were they were selling Heineken and Furphy. Oh, what a disgraceful beer that is! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw I saw people walking past with like seven cans. Yeah. Like oh, wow. two cans in each hand, like three tucked under the armpit, so, just like. So it is not unlike Happy Gilmore a little bit. I just I was surprised by the amount of of fully grown adult men. <laughs> Getting absolutely on the turbs on a Saturday afternoon out on the golf course in Cheltenham. It's golf. What a bizarre to, spectacle. Are they allowed to travel between holes? Yeah, the there's, a, there's a walking yeah. circuit, absolutely. And they're allowed to drink while they're doing that? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. So just neck a few between hole number 15 and There's 16. bars out on the course. Yeah. I know that. I thought it was just like you'd be confined to the bar area to drink your beer. No. Nice. You're actually allowed to take it and go... Well, I was in the fan village, so I was next to... I was in a restaurant that was next to a big Heineken bar. Mm. And I saw... I constantly saw people all day walking back because you have to cross the road to get... So the, the fan village is in Sandringham Golf Club. And then the obviously the tournament's on the other side of the road at the Royal Melbourne. Mm. And I saw people all day just walking past with huge amounts of tinnies. Just getting tanked at the golf. Someone asked me the other day, because of the President's Cup, whether I would actually enjoy watching professional golf 
at the at the event. And yeah. You said, no. Well, I said I've never done that, so I don't know. I said I like playing. It's open minded yeah. of you, big dog. I would have been intrigued. I went out and had what a bit of a wonder. What do you guys think it would be like to actually? Watch I think it would be. And this is I love playing golf. I think golf is great. I think as do, a yeah. spectator sport, it is the most staggeringly boring sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the agreed, world, like agreed. with that bun none. Mm. It is not a spectator sport. It's not good to watch. I think, like any sport, you get you get a, a, no drama. a renewed no appreciation for a sport when you play it, which we yes. obviously do. Yep. Mm. Um, I mean, I would like to see Tiger Woods play. Yeah, of course. It'd be hard to get near him. It'd be very hard to get near him. I think this is my theory on golf as a spectator sport. I think golf would be. I like the presentation of it. I like when I said on TV. I like the visuals. I think it would be better as a spectator sport yeah, if it was played by people like us. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I think you'd make golf. <laughs> so I reckon. Fun. I reckon TV ratings winner is you keep the same presentation, you keep the same commentary, same you keep the crowds, money. but you get people that are absolutely rubbish at it. I still remember that time I sliced onto an adjoining. <laughs> Um, tea, and then I had to go and like chip over a whole bank of trees from the from the next tea. <laughs> I had to like push this. Sorry, fellas, and like that was that was that would make that was an amazing moment because I had no idea where the green was, so I sort yeah. of just chipped over these trees off a of green. That's great entertainment. That- There's no that's tension. It, that's the other thing about golf, though. It's like the guys that play it; they seem to be able to play it until they drop dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, like oh, it's yeah. literally like. They're, they're elite Jack they, what they do Jack like, Nicholson he played till he was like virtually in his grave you mean Jack Nicholas Jack Nicholas I was like, literally <laughs> oh, I'm sure Jack Nicholson has also played yeah, all yeah, I'm gonna go out and play some golf <laughs> <laughs> Jack Nicholson here's Johnny <laughs> can I get the ball in the hole <laughs> I mean like Why won't you get in the hole <laughs> You got what's what's the guy's name? Daly. That guy's yeah, not, exactly, oh, not exactly not exactly an elite athlete. No, but he has. Who's a big boy? He's the only guy I think on the tour who's got an exemption for health reasons to use a buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's sports with Callum. Uh, on the last podcast, we we did another another oh, iteration yes. of our David Mitchell another David challenge uh, tipping challenge, and it was. This, this the, the results from this have been absolutely great. Okay. Really enjoyable. No, no, don't sneak a peek. Um, we started off when can't you, read your you handwriting went, anyway. <laughs> even if I could sneak you a peek, you went, you weren't there, big dog. So we thought we'd punish you if you were at the last podcast. Uh, we thought we'd punish you for not being there by giving these boys the chance to get an extra bonus point ahead of you. Fair enough. Uh, and we tipped the World Cup rugby final. And Kieran, so Kieran got a point up there. So he was, um, it was the Saffies. Take that, you poms. Uh, And then I think the second game, I really tried to, really tried to take the spirit of games, esoteric games that really probably don't have huge followings. Um, And I I got a game from the Welsh Ladies Football League. Oh, yeah. uh, Football as in soccer. Mostly for Katie, who, who loves soccer and is also Welsh. And I asked you to tip the winners of the Welsh Crusaders, yep. Sinqued, yep, um, and the Welsh Magpies, yep. Landorno Ladies Football Club. And this is this is there's a bit of a news story here because they were due to play a game in Cardiff, but before it actually happened, Landorno 
Can you refer ladies, to them as Crusaders and Magpies? Just for the, the for Magpies, the Magpies yeah. ladies Welsh football team had to withdraw from the Welsh ladies Premier League. Yeah, boy. So they've withdrawn from all of their games. Because they can't actually retain players. Up the um, so, Crusaders. So there is no Northern Welsh ladies football team in the uh, in the Premier League, of, which is a bit sad. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of a, there's a victory by default. Yeah, so Kieran's two zip up. Two zip. Hopefully unassailable. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, the next game I think was the was was a was a basketball game, and you went with uh, Kyrie. No, I went with the Knicks to beat the, the Nets. To beat yeah. the Nets, which was ambitious, but as it turns out, very not close, as ambitious as yeah. we thought it was. Yeah. It was a very close game. It was close. I did actually see that result. You did actually see yeah, the result. Up, in pop, the end... Popped up on my phone, because my phone is always oh. listening. In the end, the boys from Brooklyn took home Cup, the points. Done. 100, the Magpies. 103 to 101. The, bro- the Brooklyn Magpies versus the New York Crusaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's good. <laughs> and uh, the, the the Sheffield Shield match, which I oh, asked yes. you to tip, you both went for Western Australia. Yep. Is this is this the match that got abandoned because of the? Rain? No, that no. was that was here. No, this okay. is out at this um, is out in the Wacker. Stat- was it? Uh, was no, it was at Wacker. It was at Wacker. It was what I was excited about. And that was a great match. Apparently, um, the the Warriors ended up taking it home by thirty six runs. Which mm, there for, you go. Uh, that's a hard one. That's that's a, for, 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 on the pitch, good, they're now playing on. No, they're playing it up to stadium. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Let's not um, go into that. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's a debacle. Let, that's that's going to be an unproductive bone. you got to play cricket. And so, last, Eric, you can... Just don't play a day-night test. level. Make any sense. You are one, mm. two, two to one down. Mm-hmm. And the last contest we had was... Isn't he three to one down? No. It was two nil and we both picked Western Australia. W- yeah. I got the Three to two. Three to two. Sorry. Oh, that's right. You got the Nets. You got the Nets. that's right. The last one was the Maui World Pro. Oh, um, oh yes. Stephanie Gilmore, Gilmore, number five from Australia, facing up against Carissa Moore, surfing for Hawaii. Uh, and the, the number one rated surfer in the world. And that was meant to be a very, very tense tussle. And I just wanted you to tip who was going to do the best. Yep. And in the end, they actually ended up surfing against each other in a semi-final. Wow, which is kind of exciting! That's good. That's good. Uh, this, this, this was in Hawaii. Right? This was in Hawaii. Yeah, there's yeah. been some big waves there too. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, I saw it yesterday. There was some huge. You saw waves. it yesterday. I saw it on TV. Yeah, it's yeah. been taking some serious wipeouts. And so this is to take take it away. It yeah. either ends in a draw mm. or it ends in um, or it ends in a, in a wow. glorious victory. We might need a tiebreaker. Here. Drum roll here. The end. It was the Australian yeah. Steph, Steph Gilmore oh, taking home the bacon. So Eric, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> you, I haven't. We don't actually have any more delicious. No, we don't have a forfeit for that. To, um, to a, but what I thought we could do yep. because I was conscious that there was no Rush's Pilsner is we could all right. We could all. Put our brains together, and then on the next podcast, we could come up with an appropriate punishment for okay. Eric. So have a bit of a think. Mm-hmm. So get creative. Get creative. We'll, yeah. we'll choose the best punishment for Eric. I tipped out a five-year-old cascade line the other day when I was. Right. Like, I should have kept, kept that. Yeah, disappointing. I'd like, I'd like it known I'm halfway through my... You're doing and, great, and how is it? How is it going, Big Dog? You know, it reaches a point where it just becomes... 
just like you've been beaten one too many times well, just in, like, in the flavour department. Well, like you know, can't get in it. Can't get in it. The tongue's just given up. I'm not even trying to oh, register any case. Look at that. Ooh. Looks like bath water. All of the beers on offer mm. on the table here at the moment out of the four. Mm. Definitely, I think the block party, oh. the IPA. Just it smells absolutely. Yeah, it's lovely yeah. floral. Look, I'll give you a little bit of that to just to just to get rid of the uh, cleanse the palate. Once you've finished your rushes, you can have some of that as a right. as once, a bit of a just to just to remember finish, what beer once can Once you finish like. your dinner, you can have some <laughs> dessert. I mean, your your beer, Karen, just smells like it. Just it literally smells like you've gone to a barista and just. <laughs> and it's not bad. Love that. It's good. What does this smell like? May I just? This is a. a so, so I've switched Ooh. to the uh, one of my draft choices, the Foghorn Brew, which is Newcastle, mm. um, a Young American IPA. It is a very classical. Um, is that a West? Must be. Oh, that'd be a God, that's awful. Classical West Coast oh, IPA. Oh, oh. Very sharp flavors. Sorry, I've just had another. Not like the flavors that Big Dog is currently experiencing. Oh. Well, I'll throw a spatula out, okay. then, which might provoke a bit of a golden spatula. Golden spatula. Golden spatula. Is, is there any other kind? As you <laughs> may know, I am not a fan, and I say this with apologies to to, oh, Barry, I've got a bone. to Barry Bullock, who we'll tag back to in a second. But I am not yeah. a fan of buses. <laughs> I don't. I don't like them. I don't like them. I, this is this is yeah. mostly because I am a man who gets motion sickness very easily, Would and you? I find okay. that buses are the worst for that. I get motion fair, sickness very, very, very easily on a bus. And would you feel ride, that the world would be a better place if there were no buses? No, no, not at all, not at all. I just prefer not to take them as a form of public transport. And that's as somebody who's very passionate about public transport. I think it's one of the the best things that a society can do is yep. create more public transport, but. I, I, I personally don't like taking buses because they they can make me feel ill. However, I work in Templestowe and the public transport out that direction is appalling. Mm. Um, and it's given me a new appreciation for... The I don't even know where that is. Templestowe? Uh, do you know where Doncaster is? Yes. So it's, ne- it's the suburb next to Doncaster. Okay. It's even more difficult to get it's to. It's the than northern suburbs, would you not say? Northeastern north suburbs. Northeastern north east, north east, suburbs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it's between, it's that lovely, lovely corridor between that Heidelberg mm-hmm. Corridor station, of Uncertainty. Corridor, yeah, and, and, and Box Hill. Mm-hmm. So you've got this big old swathe of Melbourne where the only play, way to get to places is, mm-hmm. even if you're coming from the middle of the city. So I have this ridiculous scenario. I literally live next door to a train station mm-hmm. and I still have to take buses to get where I'm going. Which means you can't take your bike, presumably. Well, I can take my bike when I, I ride from the train station, oh, right. which I do fairly regularly, which is nice. In Christchurch, they have hooks on the front of the buses yes. for people to put their bikes. They, they have that in, in America. Yeah. 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 Los they, Angeles, they have that? Yeah. They trialled that on two bus bus routes in uh, in Melbourne. I can't remember what the numbers were, but people were like, oh, no, no, don't, no thank you. I'm not sure about that. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Um, so... My spatula today, though, uh, I was running a little bit late on my way home from uh, from work. I was meeting up with some friends from Alice Springs from my childhood, mm. and I went. I organised to go and see them oh, at La Tortilleria. Tortilleria. Oh yes, Tortilleria, the, uh, which the Kensington Mexican restaurant. Yeah, well, which well. I learned about from the last race. And a great. Um, a great restaurant. It was lovely. Yeah. Really enjoyed that place. Um, but I was a bit late. And so I took a speculative punt. I did a public transport gamble. I'd never taken it before, but I took the 903 
Altona bus oh. um, <laughs> from from Macedon Plaza, which is in Templestowe, <laughs> all the way across from Templestowe all the way across to Coburg Station. It's a monster Whoa. bus ride. Yeah, monster bus ride. But it got me there on time, and it was the quickest. It was the quickest way I could possibly have got there. The bus driver was lovely. He answered my questions very, very uh, mm. knowledgeably and um, and with good humour. He was also very. He said a very good, pleasant, good afternoon to me, and I when I thanked him when I got off the bus. So my spat, golden spatula goes out to the bus drivers on the oh, nine hundred three bus line. Specific. Uh, good from you, lot. Well done. Yeah. And and maybe just a. Like a, a, one of those little little mini spatulas, uh, a person from from myself to buses in general. Maybe I've been a bit unkind to you in the past. I'm going to try and be a better human being in the future. Yeah. Buses certainly have their place. They absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As part of an integrated public transport system. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, you've reminded me. Yep. Of a bone that you have to pick. I've got a bone to pick. <laughs> and unfortunately. Um, it is a bone that I'll be picking with something that I enjoy and that, Callum, you have uh, previously spatulated in, a, in, a, in an episode. Oh. So that's that's sort of a... Okay. I, don't, I don't know. And it's it's a very specific thing. So actually, no. My, I'll, I'll broaden my bone, but I'll zero in on... Is it on public my, transport mats? No, it's not oh. public transport mats. Although you'll be pleased to know that Flinders Street, they have, they have got... They've completely upgraded all their signage. There's maps everywhere. Dude. Listening. Great work from there. <laughs> no. My bone is with fast food loyalty schemes. Uh. Specifically, Subway's new <laughs> subcarb loyalty program. Okay. Now, so, don't uh... get me wrong. I love a good Subway sandwich. As Callum said in a previous episode, it's a good relatively healthy fast reasonably priced food option yep. big dog might have a subway sandwich on the way exactly All right. <laughs> <laughs> i've been working 12 hour days at the president's cup You've had i've been having subway. subway sandwiches for breakfast i think every single day because you know <laughs> i don't get a break till about four o'clock i'm up at eight and we're in our 30s now we're we in can't, our 30s. you can't be going yeah. to the k fry no. <laughs> you fuel up my bone is with the loyalty scheme of Subway and lo- and broadly loyalty schemes that don't offer sufficient rewards for mm. their loyalty. Okay. Because okay. so, back in the day, Subway used to have, I don't know if any of you remember, Subway used to have a, uh, a stamp card system. Yeah. Mm. You get a cardboard, you get a business card size card which had 10 boxes on it. Was it 10? I think it was 10. it was a weird number, like 8 or something. No, I think it was yeah, 10. Right, 10 right. or maybe 12. Okay. Sarah would know. She used to work at something. 12 would make sense because they got the foot long. Well, maybe. If you, yeah. if you bought a six inch, they gave you one stamp. Yeah. You bought a foot long, you got two stamps. Yeah. And then you just filled up your card. And when you filled up your card, you got a free sub. Simple, Very simple. Simple and easy. So, so roughly speaking, I think I'm going to say it was ten. I, you know, no, if you bought, you know, you've probably had more Subway sandwiches. I think so. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, find out the specifics much. of the old thing. But it was, I think your loyalty scheme broadly should be, you know, it should roughly be based on buy ten get one free. That is my opinion. I think that's reasonable. So Subway have just introduced a new loyalty scheme. It's, there's an app. You get credit for every sub you buy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I had a look at my account the other day because I thought I've been hoeing through the sandwiches and I've been scanning my phone every time. I must be well into free sub territory. Mm. Guess how many subs you have to purchase from Subway, the sandwich store, in order to get a free sandwich. We're talking about like footlongs. Well, you get it's a it's a you get you get you get um, you get Points. loyalty dollars for for percentage for dollars that you spend. Okay. So effectively, okay. I've got a uh, I've got a, an account that has a, a, a loyalty dollar figure mm. on it. Okay, okay. But I worked out. I did the math. Math. Nice. Make an Eric field. I know yeah, you yeah, enjoyed that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't put the plural in there. No. No. Mm. And there is a weird reason. I can't remember okay. why. <laughs> I worked out how many Subway sandwiches, footlong sandwiches, I would have to buy using their loyalty scheme to get a free one. Is it absurd? Is it an absurd number? Would you like to guess or would you like me to just it, tell No, you? no, no. I, I want to guess, but is it, is it an absurd number or just a, is, like a is, quite irritating Is it kind number? of like flyby points absurd? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like. When you consider that I think one, one in every ten should be free. Yeah. Mm. It's. I would say it's. It's bordering on absurd. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say it's not as absurd as when they introduced the Woolworths loyalty scheme, which was you get a point for every dollar and <laughs> that you spend, you get a point, and after every two thousand points, you get a ten dollar voucher. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars voucher. Not as absurd as that. And to All be right. fair, you do get bonus points up the yin yang from Woolworths. So it's not as absurd as that. That is the benchmark for utter absurdity. Well, we can okay. say it's more than ten visits to get. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You're all welcome to a, you're all welcome to a guess. I'm going to say 18. 18. Cox. I'm going to say 30. Ooh, Big that dog. was my first guess, <laughs> but I... I'm going to be really absurd just for the shits and giggles. Yeah. And say 50. <laughs> <laughs> Too absurd. <laughs> Too absurd. <laughs> Cox gets the money. Oh, yeah. I worked out that it's about 33 subs. Oh, hey. You've got to buy 33. Footlong Subway sandwiches before you've got enough money to get a free Subway footlong sandwich using wow. your crappy royalty dollars. That is actually ridiculous. More, that is longer than a calendar month. Yeah. It went every, every day. Wow. day. It's to the point where I don't even think it's worth getting no. the phone out of my pocket. Because you got to get the phone out of your pocket and then you got to say, can I scan the app please? And then they go, oh yeah, and then they punch also, a button. And you scan the app on your phone and then you've got to actually pay. Also, it's just a as muck soon around. as you do that, they are also they also have the ability to track what you're doing and where you are for the next 24 hours. What? That's, but, that's why, that's that's how all those loyalty schemes work. But I would work. put it to It's you. like McDonald's Wi-Fi. When you log into McDonald's Wi-Fi... Um, they part of the part of the um, part of the, the, the T's and C's yeah. is they get to track your device's location and but all I, the purchases that you make in things linked to that device, which is really why they're giving you free ones. Yeah, mm. for the next twenty four hours. Uh, so uh, what they, if you've got location turned off though? Um, you've got location services turned off. Doesn't phone. matter. It overrides that. <laughs> yeah, because. Because they because you you sign a waiver form that allows them because you can still it can still ping your device location services just is just whether you're giving it permission to do that. To be fair, who cares? Well, I just find that does that actually creepy. bother anyone? I, I it bothers me. What are they going to do with that information to know that I? Well, it's for them. It's for them to go like if they're not going to shit. McDonald's. What are they? What are they eating? And what can we incorporate mm. based off what they're reading? I'm not convinced they well, can do if, anything useful with that data. I, I just think I think they wouldn't pay that much for that data, which they do. They pay staggering amounts of money for data. They wouldn't pay that much for that much for that data 
if it wasn't worth something by extension, if they weren't causing people to buy things based on that might not be true for you because you have don't understand how that can be useful mm. for anyone um, to know, the, the to long, know where well, otherwise Clem wouldn't are. have a job but the long the long yeah well that's that's true it's all advertising isn't it yeah. but I mean the, the long and the short of it is that most of these things where you sort of like join up for loyalty programs and things like that they are just a long winded marketing ploy which don't really benefit the consumer but anyway no. that's a podcast yeah for another type of... Hey, thing. we're a serious financial podcast True. now. We're serious financial podcast. Well, I would we say want to talk that, about data 30, retention. 33 subs. I think I worked it out I as 33. I don't think anyone that I know would visit Subway 33 oh, times a year. Nah, Eric the Cox. So by the time that you actually earn your 33 subs, I reckon it's a fair chance that the campaign or whatever you want to call it yeah. is actually expired by the time you actually oh, went possible. 33 well, I've just bought out the app and I've got um, is, is there a time limit I've got $6.04 of Subway Rewards dollars I reckon I've been doing this for months now I don't know if I've got order history on here and the first time I scanned it there was triple points on offer so I got a oh. dollar my sub card. Let's have a look. So you normally get rewards about thirty-three cents. Yeah. So look, a dollar fifty-seven due it's to expire in a year. August next year. So like, you've got to be eating. Like, yeah, you've got to be owing into this. Here we go. Stuff. Recent transactions. This is this will be disgraceful, and I apologise for how many times no, I've been to say. This is me. Forty-one. Forty-one cents of reward dollars issued. For, so yeah, forty-one cents. So maybe it's slightly less than thirty. Oh no, because it's a, it's almost a twelve dollar. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, so the, here's, here's a good challenge for the podcast for next year. And it's not necessarily a challenge you have to. Is it eat lots I of like Subway? <laughs> that you actually have to keep. But it would just be like, just maintain your regular Subway kind of patronage. Is that a word? Patronage. It's, patronage. Been, it's been big this week, it has yeah. to be said. And let's just see... Whether he gets a free Where, Whether he gets... It. It's not a challenge to get it because that's kind of boring, but like to actually see... Mm. Let's just keep an eye on it. I'm halfway there and, I, and I've had I that don't reckon months. you'll get there. So next, next month we'll touch in I will, what's I will here wager, on this yeah, I will wager by August next year, 2020... Yeah, you won't have enough. You won't have enough. So, you know, I love your Subway. You do great food. I love you as a business. But, but that, that loyalty scheme bullshit. is fucking bullshit. And, and there's some other ones that are confusing as well. And it's just like, you know, you, you get dollars into points and then you convert points into dollars again. You're just like, fucking hell, just make it simple. Make it easy. Mm-hmm. Nando's is the best one. You earn like, I think it's like you earn 10 cents for every dollar you spend. Easy. Manageable. You know that if you spend 20 bucks, you get $2 of rewards dollars. Nando's. <laughs> Don't mind Simply Nando's. the best. <laughs> I love Nando's. I'd like to something. jump on the surprising numbers aspect that you picked up there. I've okay. got a surprising number of my own that I'd like to discuss with you guys. A surprising number. First, the, the the first question is, do you have a ruler? There's a part of my body I'd like to measure. What the fuck? <laughs> Here we go. Um, yes. Eric has a big... No, no, no. So while he's I mean, going, most, most people have already measured that. <laughs> <laughs> so while, while he's, he's a growing boy, <laughs> while he's getting that ruler, I'll bring up why I mentioned this. Uh, my hometown of Bloomington, Minnesota, has just now entered the Guinness World Record for uh, something that a 14-year-old boy 
possesses. See, this, is, this is still sounding like your way. Yeah, this yeah. Is sounding like your way. Possesses. He now has the the uh, uh, biggest biggest this thing on his body <laughs> in the Eric. world. What is it? And well, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna Eric, I'm gonna did you plan this all out so that it well, sounded like? I'm, a, I'm not specifically trying to do that. Could I? Can I? I'll, I'll sit here at the oh, table. Some good old uh, American. I've produced there. a. Uh, so, I've produced a. Uh, it's a. I think that's about a, 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 a sixty centimeter metal ruler. Yeah. Yep. I use you, use that as a, a, a sexual aid. Yeah. Do you have a mirror in the bathroom? <laughs> Upstairs. Oh, okay. But well, to be t- right the here. upstairs mirror, Eric, I should say, is waist up because it's above, <laughs> the, <waist laughs> it's above <laughs> the basin. Well, so I, I, I won't measure it. You're on sitting back then. down. I won't measure it on myself then, Eric. Um, what the fuck do you need to measure? Okay, so this 14 year old. And boy why do you need a mirror for it? This 14 year old boy from Bloomington, Minnesota, my hometown, is now in the Guinness World Record books for having the largest this thing on his body at. Let me let me get the conversion uh, right. Never. At and I want you to guess what it is. Uh, is this nine point six seven centimeters. Okay, nine point six seven centimeters. I was gonna say, is this the uh, is this the sealed section of the Guinness World Records? <laughs> yeah, 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 this is <laughs> no picture of that. Nine point six seven centimeters. Nine point six seven centimeters. Is it an ear? That's a fair guess. I've got a, I've got a, a handheld mirror. Will that help? Nine point six. A handheld mirror. Would be okay, good. I'm going back upstairs. Is it? it a, is it a nose? Is it? Is it a nose? It is not a nose. Ooh. Is it a tooth? It is not a tooth. Well, That's that is that is a thinking. That is a huge tooth, man. Yeah, nine point six seven centimeters. Um, and we're, when you actually look at it on a ruler, it's Adam, a Adam's apple. Large. Well, I like uh, you're you're thinking in the right neighborhood of the body. Okay, it's not a tongue, right? No, no. Is it the width of his eyes? No, I like what you're doing here. I'm just going to step around the corner. He needed a mirror for it, which I can't quite understand. I'm just going to step around the corner and measure it on myself, and I'll tell you what my measurement is. Oh, this is great. Hey, Eric, do you actually have to take any clothes off to measure? No, no, we've already determined it's not his name. We've already determined it's not his name. But yet he's still going out of eyesight No, he wants to maintain the the integrity of the the surprise. Interestingly enough, so so much integrity. Mr. Eric Cox from Bloomington. Appropriately named. Minnesota. Yeah. Now, Bloomington is as an American a name as you can possibly get. Would you not agree? Bloomington. Bloomington. I, just I went down to Bloomington to the Walmart. Now, I just did a quick... I ran out Black of Christmas Friday. crackers. I just did a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. How many places Hang on. are named Bloomington in America? Do you think? Oh, hundreds. Oh. I would uh, have to guess at least... Each state must have one, so I'm gonna like say, Springfield. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say 45 places. In the I'm gonna say four. Well, how do you did you count them? One of them no, was under. Up. The other two were way, way over. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds about right. So there are 20 places Damn. in the United wow. States mm. named Bloomington. Of course, there's Bloomington, Indiana, which I assume is That's the biggest the of, of them all. Likely. Biggest of the Bloomingtons. Biggest of the Bloomingtons. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. All right, so going back to mine, this kid is in the Guinness World Record book, 9.67 centimeters for this thing measured. I just measured it on myself, and I'm a hair under five centimeters. <laughs> five <laughs> centimeters. Yeah, this 14-year-old boy has, has Still beaten so me. dodgy. <laughs> Are you going to tell us what it is? guesses? Is it um, mouth? Oh, it's the mouth. It's the Steve Tyler. You know how some people have massive mouths? Like Mick Jagger has a huge mouth. Okay. This kid, this kid uh, named Isaac Johnson has the world's largest mouth gape. Yeah. Mouth yeah, yeah, gape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Opened as wide as you can go. Tooth oh to tooth. Oh my God. 
Tooth oh, to tooth. Me, look at my adult mouth. Holy That's crap! You are not you are not putting a large orange in that. I like yeah. the headline there is Mouth Boy puts Minnesota on the map. <laughs> mouth wise. <laughs> Emphasizing the mouth. As if that was the thing that put Minnesota on the map. No, no, so, gotta clarify. It's just mouth wise. He's taking the title from uh, a German adult male uh, who he beat I by about shit. a centimeter. Yeah, mine's um, shit. Yeah. What do you got there, KB? Uh, oh, you're about 5.5. Yeah, 5.5. I feel like it's normal. Yeah. I, I hurt my I mouth. Like a, I got a baby mouth or something. Cal's Cal's clocking in at about five point two five. Yeah, like that. Okay. And what did this? What did this go? kid got? Nine. Nine point six. Far out. He's like a ventriloquist right. dummy. Yeah. No, it's it's oh, it's now we're all we're all literally measuring our mouths. This is. <laughs> uh, oh, big dogs! You're tiny, buddy. You're you're in, you're at four. Three point nine. Two. An amateur. Just like to tag back if we can to the beers. Yep. Um, the peanut, the, the Belgian beaver peanut butter stout, which we know is, is definitely starting to come good. Is it? Oh yeah, it's starting to get a real. You know is what? That, I, is that still your first drink? Is that still the first one you? No, because I, I, I thought it needed to warm up a little bit to get oh, the, the so peanut. You, correct. You opened another the peanut. Yes, yeah, so I've gone to the uh, the young American IPA. Very nice, but this is really starting to come good. I've just noticed that Eric's poured the uh, Mr. Banks Mango Sour. That is a beautiful colour on that beer. It looks beer. like Raro. Yeah, it looks like a lump. I think I might have. I think I might have a goat. You might have a goat. What have you? I'm poured? putting in a vote for the goat. You don't like the Festivus? I'm not a fan of the Festivus. Yeah, wow. have a little, have a little taste have a little of this. Thing of the Festivus. Do we know what the Festivus is? Would you like? It's a bock. A bock. Okay. So I'm not a fan. Not a fan. No. Oh yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I don't really know enough about box, but I'm gonna have a taste. What's what's the can? I'm really into it. Where's the can? That one. I don't Brain mind can. it. Don't mind it. Festivus. Six. It's oh, it's a six percent. I'm definitely. Going to it's definitely. It's, it's definitely taste. heading into the sort of uh, toffee esque barley wine sort of. Mm. Very European flavors. Mm. To me, it only seems a click or two away from rashes. Like if you told me, if you blindfolded, the rashes does get very toffee notes. Once you mm-hmm. told me this was a fresh rashes, I probably would have believed yeah. you. This is this is this is a hundred miles ahead of a rashes. <laughs> and big dog knows more than <laughs> big dog knows rashes. I've got another offering for everybody. If I could finish, sure. is, is, is this okay? This will be my last offering for the yeah. podcast. Um, Big dog, I didn't actually know that you were going to be here, so I've started. It's always a mystery whether I'll be I've here. Started, <laughs> in in honor of the fact that you're often not here, and it feels a bit weird being on a podcast called the Barry Bullock Hour <laughs> when Barry's not here. I've started a new segment um, to to really bring the Barry back into the Barry Bullock <laughs> I Hour. I like it. Called oh, yeah. Things Barry Bullock Likes. Yeah, I like it. My father. Um, and the idea of Barry Bull- things Barry Bullock likes is that Kieran tells stories about uh, about things that he's odd, potentially lunatic things that Kieran's dad has done. Uh, I still think I've told the best Barry Bullock story already, which is the painting the, the lines double, on the street, yellow lines, so yeah. to, to block off. <laughs> Our house, well, I which thought, he got away with, which he got, got away, away with. with. Yeah, but I, I still think there's some hidden gems there, and I, I'm so I'm on that score. I've done a bit of research. Okay, I've contacted some sources. Good grief! Namely, uh, your sister. She's the, the only Apple. source. Yeah, yeah, she's the only source. <laughs> she's the only. Not, one I don't available. have your mum on Facebook, unfortunately. No, she's on Facebook, but not under her own name. Um, <laughs> my mum is on Facebook under an assumed name. So, just in case you thought one really? of my parents was normal, she's not. <laughs> is she in witness protection? <laughs> 
She doesn't want people finding her. You could so not possibly under- find a woman less likely to be in, in witness protection than Gabrielle Borok. It's just not a thing. Um, or Bridget Rogers. Bridget Rogers. She's also not on Facebook. That's what, um, when I got. I got the message earlier. You'll see. I'll show from you. Bridget Rogers. From Bridget. Like Bridget. Oh, that's Mum, right? Because Mum didn't want people finding her. Yeah, look, Juliet Bridget. Bridget, that's amazing. (laughs) And her picture is the MCG when we went to the Ashes. (laughs) So all these all these messages that I've looked at you surreptitiously looked at your phone, like, oh, love from Bridget. Hello, what's going on there? That's your mum. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, so the story I'd like you to tell me, and I did ask Juliet whether you knew about this because obviously we had a bit of a failed start on the last one when I asked you to tell the story of Barry Bullock and the the 70 kilometer an hour speed back speed speed Uh, this time I'm pretty sure you do know at least part of the story it's not a quick it's not a long one I hope so but I'd like you to describe it in in as much detail as you can Mm. I believe your father has purchased a seat oh (laughs) yes yeah dad tell us about the seat Kieran (laughs) my dad does some weird things (laughs) That is that is clearly the subject of this segment. Yeah, um, he's very much a handyman. He's very much a fix-it a gardener. He's a builder. He does everything. Constant home improvement. We've lived in we, so I've lived in my family home my entire life, and mm. then prior to my birth, I think Mum and Dad lived there for a, probably another five or six years, maybe. Ooh. So we've been in that house for, as as a family for um, you know probably right. forty plus years. Ooh. So it's obviously you get very attached to it. Constant and a beautiful home it is. It is, and and so yeah, so that home's constant in a constant state of improvement. And so, Dad, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe my house, but you've got you've got two driveways with a, a channel in the middle, because um, it's quite a big. It's a quarter acre block, and and Dad, and then the footpath running in front of it. And so, Dad bought a park bench <laughs> and installed it on the edge of where that sort of little peninsula of landers meets the footpath he put a he put a park bench on there and but then so the park bench is is on our property but next to the footpath and the the reason was that so people could sit there so but the bench bench is on he's put it there for public use but he's put it on our property (laughs) and he's also sort of he sort of fenced that little block with bricks (laughs) And we sort of said, "Why did you? Why did you put a park bench there? Like no one, like why? You're not going to go and sit there and watch the streets? Like no, nah, it's for people catching the bus. We've got, yes, we've got yes. a bus stop, but the bus stop is 50 meters up the road. So if you're waiting for the bus, you're not going to wait for. Yeah, fair. You're going to have to see the bus get up and run. And then, it, but he's put it on our property, so oh. people aren't going to look at that and go, "Oh, that's a that's a park bench for public consumption." Yeah. They're going, "There's a park bench for the people that live in that house." That's amazing. And then he's, yeah, this is kind of the opposite of the double yellow lines. This is like yeah. community service yeah. from yeah. Barry Bullock, but nobody's ever going to. It's just the strangest one. Right so I do like that. We'll do. Maybe do another little Christmas cheers. How's that, man- how's that mango Christmas sour, uh, Eric? That mango oh, sour looks very tasty. Cheers, everybody! And well done, Big Doll, for getting through the rushes and uh, enjoying Look, a little bit of something else. There. You know what? It, 
Drinking one reshes does give you an appreciation for all the better brews that are out there, as do all the trials. And of that's life. a good way. That's a good way to look at life, mm. isn't it? Sometimes you got to go like perspective. First, it puts it's a bit all of about perspective. perspective. Yep. And what's uh, this dark one here too? Is oh, I think that might be the, the Belgian pe- beef. That's the milk sour. Beautifully yeah, done. Peanut butter. peanut butter milk sour should be nice and peanutty by now. Yeah, that's that's quite strong. Very nice. Mm. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Um, is what you say. If you're in the UK. <laughs> Merry Christmas if you're American. Um, Drink some good beers. Eat some good food. Enjoy some festive times. And we'll see you on the other side in 2020, 2020. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll be back next year for some more Barry Bullock Carnage. Take it easy. Um, and then we'll kick off the episode proper with... Our selection of delicious Christmassy beers. The draft was in no way already done previously. Big talk! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs>